Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. How's it going, people? Welcome back to the channel and welcome back to the Forever Arsenal podcast. And unfortunately, and I say this with, or from the bottom of my heart, unfortunately, we've had to move on from Jordan. Um, I know a lot of you in the chat and the comment section won't like it, but we've had to move on. Um, no, I'm joking. He's only off for tonight. He's only off for tonight. Sharoy's in the building. You wanted Sharoy. I should have kept that guy a lot longer than that. No, no but you lot started looking That's concerned as well. I thought, shit, maybe I should have told him about the joke prior, but here we are. Here well, we are. Sharoy, welcome back, man. You good? Yeah, I'm all right, man. I mean, for, for those of you who don't know Turkish, he messaged me last night and he said, listen, I've got Jordan talking about wanging off. I've got Lee talking about fake boobs. I need you to come and restore some law and order to this because I'm... I'm trying to record forever Arsenal. These men are turning it into 50 shades pretty quickly. Do you know what I mean? So I said, listen, whenever you need me, man, whenever you need me. Listen, I'm always going to bring you back because I need it every few weeks to say the least. But yeah, Jordan's unavailable tonight. He's a busy man um, covering the World Cup and so on. So Jordan will be back for the next show, but we can enjoy Sharoy's presence and opinion on today's show or tonight's show, depending on when this comes. Actually, it's tomorrow afternoon. So today's show. But as always, big up James and Lee judges as usual. And we're here to discuss the World Cup. Last 16 fixtures have been played. Results are in and the quarterfinals are set up nicely. But there is some Arsenal news to talk about first. And Uh-oh. Yeah, uh-oh is probably the, the correct way to go about it. It's not the best of news. Um, but Gabriel Jesus has had surgery today. It's today, right, James? Yeah, he's had his surgery, yeah. Went well, apparently. Went well, but still predicted to be out. Up to three, four months um, at best, I assume, considering it's a knee injury. He's had surgery almost immediately upon coming back to the UK. He, I don't think he'll be linking up with the squad out in Dubai. He's, he's on the healing process now. But that's probably the only place we can start because it's the biggest news. And it's damning news when you consider how much we wanted to come out of this World Cup unscathed. And one of the big hitters has you know been knocked down for a good few months a good chunk of the season a good chunk of the year um gabriel jesus shiroi i haven't had a chance to speak to you about it yet properly since the news has broke but what's your thoughts around it you know jesus being one of the two in my opinion players that we couldn't afford an injury to at the world cup the other being thomas Partey. he's home safe and sound i think he's got a week off off the back of ghana's exit in the group stage but jesus massive massive loss yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I would have said one of three players. I'd probably include Xhaka in that as well, but Jesus, <clears throat> sorry, Jesus is huge. And looking at the amount of time that he's out, 
I was uh, the guy that James interviewed, Dr. Rajpal Bra. He's a, he's a great guy. He put out a tweet today. I've just I've just pulled it up now, and he's saying that if it's a, a, I don't know what these mean by the way. If it's a medial trim, four to six weeks. Lateral trim, six to eight weeks. Medial repair, twelve weeks. Lateral repair, lateral repair, sixteen weeks. So if we're talking sixteen weeks, I think we just have to sadly forget about the fact that Gabriel Jesus is an Arsenal player for the for the foreseeable future. Um, and I've, I've seen a lot of talk about how he wasn't necessarily scoring goals before his injury, and so we're not going to be missing goals in that area. But let's not let's not be, be naive. He, he's, a, he's a man that leads the press. He 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 frightens defenses whenever he gets the ball, and he creates. Um, so yeah, I'm not I'm not going to sit here and pretend that it's not a loss. But I've been seeing a lot of title race done, top four race over. That's it. Had to be us. Same old Arsenal. And I'm not quite there, you know. I'm not. I'm not going that far with it. If we're if we're a team that, after 14 games, says we're in with a shot of winning the title, and we said and we said it, you know, apparently with chest, you can't lose any one player and suddenly you think you're going to drop out of the top four. For me, um, and I think I think with Eddie, we have a guy that we know can put the ball in the back of the net, and all of the qualities that I just rattled off with Jesus. I think I think you can bring in a wide player if they are identifying a wide player in January, who also has those qualities and will add to the team going forward in that regard. I think you're right with the majority of what you said. The only thing that I tend to agree with the other side, and by that I mean the comments you mentioned, is if we was in a title race, which in my opinion it was far too early to presume we was. You know, after 14 games, is similar to last season when after a few games people would banter saying we're in a relegation battle. It's, it's far from the end. But with Jesus out, I don't believe a title race is on the horizon. But everything else, I agree with. I think, you know, to turn around and say same old Arsenal, it's not really... It, it, I guess it's our fault for maybe not covering our backs in that department. But at the same time, when you look at the money spent and the lack of Europe last year and the, the positions we've finished in over the years... FFP was always going to be a hindrance at some point down the line. Top four should still be on the cards. You know, I, I haven't given up defeating down far from it in, in that sense. We're five points clear at the top, so we built a little cushion. But yeah, I think in terms of a title race and the question, can we win the league? I said, yes, we can prior to the World Cup. If you ask me now without Jesus, I'd have to say, no, we can't. Um, James, I don't know how you feel about it, but yeah, give us your thought. Yeah, I think sure is spot on. And I do agree with that second point there, which is, no, I don't think we're going to have enough if we're going to lose Jesus for this period of time and not sign adequate uh, squad depth. But, you know, I always try to be glass half full and you should never really be thinking about positives when a player, you know, a gets injured because of their well-being, but B because of the footballing side of things. I, but, but okay, we got this news. Um, we needed to add firepower anyway. I think even before Jesus's injury, we knew we needed some depth in that position. That we we needed maybe a different element in that area, maybe more of a target man profile, maybe more of a natural goal scorer profile. You could even get that natural goal scorer out in wide areas. So if you address that, you bring in a couple of player Smith Rowe returns, then you could be looking at two or three options in that position that we actually didn't have going into the run into the World Cup. So, you know, turn these into opportunities 
he'll get his rest. He'll come back for the the final, maybe two, three months, maybe three months. If we're lucky, but it's looking like the final two months for sure. Um, and and he can lead us over the line for the title. <laughs> Listen, I don't know. He he can he can play a big part in in the final bit, and that will feel like a boost, you know. Um, but yeah, it, of course we're disappointed, of course, but. That you can do something about it, right? We can do something about it. We have January. I've just, I, I haven't. Cecil has just seen Arteta and the Cronkies out for dinner. I, you know, I wonder what they're talking about. LA Rams game, having, you know, they're all pally pally. Everything's good. Cool. 50 million, please, Stan. That's what I'm going to actually make that 100 while you can. I just heard the news about the, the operation, please. You know, you know, act like a big club and address it. And we needed two anyway. That's what Amy Lawrence said in her athletic article, that they were looking at um, two players anyway in January. So, cool. Let's see what they're made of. But one, of the line, right? one of those two players was never a, a, a down-the-line sort of striker. It was it was always a wide attacker and a midfielder, wasn't it? That is the... Uh, yeah, I think that's what they were looking at, a front three player. I think your... your I'm not talking quality, I'm talking profile-wise. Amane, Salah, scores goals, has led the line, can play out wide. Mudrick seems to fit that, but yeah, I think that's what they're looking for. I think in terms of January and the plan moving forward, we'll we'll discuss that after Lee gives his thoughts. Initially, Lee, when you heard the news, well, obviously initially it was three weeks apparently, and then it moved on mm. to three months, and now we know he's had surgery, so it could be anywhere, let's say between two to four months, um, and and let's use the worst case scenario and be happily surprised rather than the other way and be bitterly disappointed. But what was your initial reaction to hearing this three months out for Jesus? Gutted, gutted. Um, I've got to say that, you know, um, I was gutted when it was three weeks. I, I don't believe what's in, in it, you know, like they're saying two months now, three months, could be anything now. I'm writing him off for the season, I think, like, you know, too, too, too quick the operation for me. It's definitely not, um, definitely the good thing is that it's not, um, um, well, I can't, um, rupture, yeah, rupture because he'd have been straight, he'd have had to have a week off, week or two off, a bit like you know, before it has it done. So, it it does seem like it's not, um, the worst knee injury, yeah, yeah, it's not an ACL or anything like that, or a rupture because you have to have a, uh, a couple of weeks off to let everything settle down before you can have that operation. So, he's gone straight in, which is a good sign, um. Listen, I, I would be gutted and annoyed if he'd done it playing for Arsenal. I am wound up by the fact that he's, he's in a poxy game that didn't even matter and he's injured, like, you know what I mean? And this is why I don't want this World Cup and I'm thankful that Switzerland are out today. Thank God for that, Get, getting Shaka on now. I don't care who wins against France and England now. If it's, if it's England get knocked out, thank God, then Saka's home straight away. If it's not, it's... It's Saliba, I'm straight away. Like, you know what I mean? I do not care. I think you've hit your mic or something. Lee, he broke you... the mic. <laughs> I thought it was just the mic. He, he the just mic, slapped like, his mic out. Like, <laughs> smashed the mic, everything. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you know, just going to go into an operation. Like, just you know. just, no, pick, up, just pick up from I don't care because the, the, the venom is coming out. I don't care about this World Cup no more. I don't care about who stays in it or who don't. I just want my Arsenal players back home. End of. They shouldn't be here in the first place. And then to lose your, your star striker, uh, who could be the potential of taking us to the title or not, getting injured in a poxy 
friendly because that's what it was on that last game. No one cared whether they won or lost. They actually lost to Cameroon. No one give a shit, right? But I do. And I'm fed up with it now, like. I'm fed up with this World Cup, like, you know what I mean? I'm, I, I can't stand it. You know what I mean? Like, I, 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 I'm scared when, when, when Saka... Do you know what? If Saka, I'm hoping and praying that Saka's not playing on Saturday. That's how I feel now, like. I just hope he gets left out so that he, he doesn't get injured, like. I've had enough of it, like. You know what I mean? We cannot afford to have any more players get injured. Every other team, like, none of this... He's our star player. Our main man. I know you can say about Shaka and Party. I'm telling you that now. They're good. They were here last year. Didn't make a difference. This kid has made a difference to us. Massive difference to us where we are now to where we were. And I'm worried about that now going in with Eddie. I'm worried about it. You know, is he as good as is he as good as you oh, what I've seen in the last six? We ain't nowhere near in the same league as him. Let's not kid ourselves. Yeah, he can do this and he can do that. I've watched Jesus in the last two months, he is, no one's near him. No one's near him. I tell you, the only player that's going to be near him is Martinelli. And that is where we've got to get Smith Rowe back in there or we've got to sign a wide player and Martinelli comes in and does what he can do. Like, you know what I mean? But guess what? Where is he? Where is he? Get him home now. Like, you know what I mean? I want Brazil out of that cup competition as quickly as possible. Like, you know, so he's back because every time he, he's coming on, what, 4-1 yesterday, I'm doing my nuts. But 4-1, it don't matter. Oh, it's great that Martinelli's on. No, it's not. I'm not. I, I'm, I'm doing If I had air, I wouldn't have none because I'd pulled it all out because I don't want him there. You know what I mean? I do not want him there. But it matters to them, there. Lee. It matters to them. I, I, listen, I hear everything you're saying, right? And it's it's obviously the Arsenal hat on, and I get it. But Jesus, would he would have wanted to make that World Cup appearance for Brazil. Even I if it get didn't it. Matter. Of course he does. I'm, I know that, James. I know that Martinelli does and all that. Like, and I know that Saka does and all that. And I'm pleased in a way that they are. But there's this... I'm not enjoying it because I I just don't, I just don't want to see players getting... I don't want to... James, can I be really honest with you today? Portugal versus Switzerland. I said it to, to Turkish today. If this was the summer game, I'm cheering on Switzerland all the way. But I can't today, like, you know what I mean? Like, you know, I turn around to Turkish and what's the first thing I said to you? Shaq is on his way home, thank God. Yeah. That's how I feel. I'm sorry, like, you know what I mean? I'm, international football don't mean nothing to me because it's all about Arsenal. It, you, if you're watching cricket, I'm watching rugby, anything else like it is, but because I haven't got, I'm not in, invested in, in that I life I in football. That's I get it. it. I, I I don't have that attachment to international football. Um, I I don't feel that. I've never celebrated an England goal, or I've seen Italy win the World Cup and the Euros, and I don't think it got me off my feet quite like Arsenal winning an FA Cup. Yeah. So, I, like I, I I do I do get it. Um, you know, it, it it really is just luck of the draw. I mean, it's just so unfortunate, isn't it? I mean, you know, it, it, especially when he hadn't been a starter. You know, if he'd been a starter for for Brazil, you know, but it's just. You kind of come away from it going, oh, this was just uh, let's give him an appearance and let's rotate the squad and rest the others. Um, probably no chance for either whatever he did in that game, he was going to take Richarlison's place because Richarlison's a bit of a favourite and he gets injured and you're just thinking. And look, I, I will say this. We've actually been fairly fortunate on the injury front for most of the season. I think it maybe it's kind of escaped our fans' minds that Chelsea have had real injuries as well. 
Liverpool have had real injuries at times, but they've come back quite quickly. Spurs have had a real injury list. Man United have had their few. We've been pretty fortunate on the injury front. Um, it just we... okay. Zinchenko missed a month, and that felt like a lot of games because it was a lot of games. He's missed a bit. Not that. Not that much, really. This season, last season. We we had our fair share, don't get me wrong. But I think this season we've been fairly fortunate. I mean, Gabriel Saliba, Ramsdale, Jesus, Xhaka have been available for every single game. Martinelli, Saka as well. Even when Saka went off injured, he was fit to play the, the Europa League game a few days later. Um, Partey, when he was out, I think missed four games, maybe, maybe five, and he was back in. Um, so, so I think largely we have been pretty fortunate on that front, um, especially because the injuries we've had haven't been massively long term. But, you know, this this is a real hammer blow. And I don't really know if anyone in the league has had a player of that significance for that period of time. I think that's where it hurts. Yeah. I don't think Liverpool haven't lost a Salah for three months. City haven't lost a De Bruyne or a Haaland. Tottenham haven't lost to Harry Kane. And I'm not wishing, wishing injury on anyone. It's just that's where it's like, we're going to learn a lot about this Arsenal team. They've gone up so many levels on last season. Now, was that all Jesus? Was it everything coming together? Is it coaching and under the year with Arteta? We're, we're going to learn a lot. Oh, yeah. You could say fortunate, but now with this injury to Jesus, we've probably gone straight down to the most unfortunate of the lot because like you said, you know, if Liverpool were to get an injury to Salah, I guess they'd be talking the same about a lack of depth and options behind City with De Bruyne, even Haaland. You know, as much as City have got depth and they've got good players, we've lost one of our main, main guys. Shiroi, you know, you've heard Lee just, you know, express his emotions regarding it. I'm pretty much in his camp. Yes, it's nice for the players to get game time, but I don't really give a shit. It doesn't affect Arsenal. Um, and I want them back fit and raring to go for us. And again, he's right. If it was in the summer, then it's more I can sit back, enjoy it and really get behind them. The fact that it's in between a season that for once we've started so good, mm. you know, top of the league leading the way. And it comes at such a time that it's not halfway through the season. We're just over a third of the way through the season without FA Cup action coming into play. Europa League crunch time is round the corner now. James mentioned, was it James or was it? No, it was Lee that mentioned Eddie and the drop-off in quality. And I think that's the that's the next place to take this conversation to because whatever we think, January window is still two games away and Eddie will be starting the game against West Ham. Let me just touch woods because I don't know what's going to happen in these friendlies, but we can't afford to lose Eddie now. So Eddie will be starting that West Ham game and then the Brighton game after that. But there's an argument to be had that if Eddie was injured for three, four months, can Jesus do it all on his own without someone coming in for him? And the answer is no. You're going to need to have another player there that can come in and out. But Shura, what's your opinions on Eddie now stepping up to the plate? You know, he 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 stepped up to the plate at the end of last season. Albeit he stepped up to the plate when we're challenging for top four. This is a very different circumstance, but he scored goals in, in crucial games signs a new contract, bumper contract at that, and the number 14 shirt, surely that was all for this type of moment. Yeah, it has to be. I mean, I think one thing we have learned from him is that he's not necessarily the substitute that's going to change the course of a game by coming on for 10 or 15 minutes. He, he said it himself. He said, look, if you give me a run of games, I will score goals. And the run of games that he got in that crunch time for our season, he did score goals. And let's, let's not forget, 
he did that when you know Nuno Tavares was starting because we had a, we had a bit of a fullback crisis. We had a number of injuries in the eleven that he was playing in, and he was somewhat of a shining light in that. Now, if all goes well and the injury list stays as it is, Eddie Nketiah maybe slots into that Arsenal first eleven at full strength. He's the only variable in there, and I think that is that is the best opportunity he's ever going to get to show us what he's about because he's got the top men around him, and he's going to have this run of games. My concern is. What the hell do you do in the in the cups and and, and the Europa? Like, I mean, what do you do in the FA Cup and in the Europa League? It can't always be Eddie. And at which point, I mean, sorry, Lee, but I might have to talk about the the false nine. I know how much you hate it, but we don't really we don't really have much of an option then, do we? I mean, are we are we calling Balogun back? I think I think he's having a good loan. I don't want to stun his development, but at this point now, is it needs must? Does he have to come back for these cup competitions? It's a difficult one. And I mean, talking, we, James quite rightly said that look, we we have perhaps been fortunate in terms of long-term injuries up until now. But I'm just looking exclusively at the striker position now. If Harry Kane gets injured, fair enough, there's a bit of a quality drop-off, but they've addressed that with Richarlison. If Haaland gets injured, Alvarez is an Argentinian international who's playing at this World Cup. Even if, you know, when Martial gets injured, they do bring in Rashford, and Rashford does have the odd goal in him, as we've seen in this World Cup. Um, You look at Liverpool... If whoever they, whoever you think their first choice is, whether it's Nunes or Firmino, one of them's injured, you've got an able replacement, you know, where you're, where you're very, very confident. We now need to start, hopefully, speaking about, thinking about, feeling about Eddie Nketiah as that capable backup, because it really, it really is now or never for him to, to, to put all of the unrest in the Arsenal fan base to bed as to his capability. He really needs to justify that salary and that number. And I, I sincerely hope he does, and I'll be, I'll be behind him throughout. I'll, I'm going to back this boy to my full capability now, as I think we all should. Yeah, I mean, we have no evidence that, you know, he can perform to that level. And by that level, I mean, we're top of the league. There was hopes that, you know, would be challenging for a title. And that's not me slating him. That's just he hasn't had the opportunity to prove that he's at that level. Like I said, towards the end of last season, he came into a team that's that's competing for top four, maybe a 70-point team. Heading into this World Cup, we was hoping this team was more a 90-point team than a 70 point team and headed for bigger and better things than a top four challenge at the end of the season come April and May so we haven't had a chance to see you know whether he can live up to the expectation whether he can take that contract and the belief put in him and 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 really kick on from it but you are right sure he's not going to get a better opportunity than this I mean he's at Arsenal our, our main man our star strike is out for potentially three four months Lee, you mentioned Eddie already, um, and what you said is facts. He 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 hasn't got the quality Jesus does, but something that I've seen from Eddie more recently is m- maybe molding his game around that of Jesus, and maybe adding facets to his game that improve his you know overall fluidity in the side. And one thing about one thing about Eddie is, if he's left to it, he's going to be in the box. He's going to yeah. be in the box. And as long as, I guess, Odegaard, Saka, Martinelli, Emil Smith-Rowe coming back in can continue stepping up to the plate and creating chances and getting the ball into the box, then then it's primed for Eddie to succeed. But at this moment in time, after the news being so fresh, it's hard to imagine. It's hard to imagine us without Jesus and without what he brings in terms of dropping deep and, and helping link up play. Eddie's a very different striker. Do you think that could work in our favour, considering not goals was a problem for us, 
prior to the World Cup because we're one of the highest scoring teams in the league. But be having that body in the box, that threat. Listen, listen I, I don't think that we're going to have a drop off as far as goals are concerned. I think Eddie will, will, will in the next 10 games, get five goals. I think that the goals thing isn't the problem. What the problem for me is, it's nil-nil against Wolves. And, you, you know, you're trying to break them down. That little bit of magic from Jesus with that pass, Eddie hasn't got that. Eddie's not that, hasn't got that little skill factor that can open up teams, go around a couple of players. And, and I'm going to be really honest about it. He's not going to frighten the life out of people. Like, you know, speaking to some Spurs mates and all that, like, you know what I mean? They're laughing like, hey, you know, Jesus is out now. Now you've got Eddie coming to the, to the, to, to White Hart Lane on in January the 14th or whenever it is, 15th. Right. They were frightened of Jesus coming to there. Frightened because it's not just his goals. It's what he brings, his pace, his little running, his energy and everything like that. Now, it might well work out in our favour, like you know. What I mean that we we've got um, other players that can 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 do that little bit of magic and things like that. I I I fear for that we haven't. I fear that we haven't got that. Players, you know. I think if you ever look at Arsenal over the last few few games, particularly the Wolves game that I noticed, defending very very deep. You, you, the pace you haven't got the, the pace to get. You know, Eddie's got the pace, but. If he's got the pace, he's running only like into five yards. He can't. It's trickery. It's Damn, a little yeah. bit of magic that's going to break your team down. You're now relying on on Saka, who's over in um, uh, Qatar at the moment. You're you're going to rely on Martinelli to do that. Who's going to be out there now? These guys, if if it goes as w- what we think it might do, they ain't coming back. They're not coming back to a week before the season s- starts again at West Ham. You know, we're chucking them back in. Say if Brazil win it. Right, he's got to go all the way back to Brazil, or you know, what I mean, all, all celebrating and that, then come back and then be ready for West Ham. Ain't going to happen. So then you got another one out. So and so it's either going to be so if Brazil gets to the final, you can forget about Martinelli, particularly in the game against. Uh, well, for, I, I can forget about Martinelli for those two games, and then if it's the other way around, it's England. You can forget about Saka. So then you've also got two players like you know you've got Saka save England win it Saka and and Jesus out going to be difficult boys you know what I mean like I think these two games in um uh, uh, in the friendlies I'm, I'm hoping to see Smith Rowe there to give me a little bit of a confidence boost because I tell you what he's a quality player and, and at some stage in the season is going to was going to help us out anyway he might have to come to the floor to the front straight away he's capable of doing it as we know he's also capable of nicking a goal from from out of nowhere so i think he's going to be key but i'm i'm hearing you know all right we're going to make some we've got to make a couple of transfers and then i'm hearing fair play we ain't going to be able to make that many you know what i mean so and, and I'm at this stage and that, like, you know, and if I was Cecil, I'd say, look, uh, have a word with him, those cronkies out there and go to them, don't worry about it. We'll take the, we'll take the fine like Manchester City have done in the past and whatever, like, you know. Get these boys over the line now. We've got an opportunity to to win this league. I, I watched I watched um, De Bruyne, maybe he's on the wane, we don't know, you know what I mean? Like, it was, it was poor in this World Cup. So he's going to come back in a, I don't think in a good position head-wise. We could have really nailed it on a little bit more this time around. Just so, you know what I mean? Like, you know, that West Ham game, I'm, I'm not going to enjoy my Christmas dinner on on Christmas Day because I'm going to be worried about this game now. 
Sure, right. I don't know if you you've seen the recent episodes, but don't worry about putting your hand up. Jordan will just talk over someone and yeah, cut yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. I'm not trying to get the same heat, man. That's why I'm being polite. It's all good. <laughs> Go ahead. No, all I, I was I trying to touch on the financial fair play thing because I was reading today. It's it's now not going to be called financial fair play. It's going to be called something else, financial sustainability or something. And yeah. it, what what I've seen is that it says clubs will now be assessed on wages as a percentage of revenue so the wages that you're putting out for the players that you bring in as a percentage of your your top line your revenue right not your not your profits because we, we know that we recorded a loss this year now, arsenal's revenue the amount of money the club brings in is pretty good so i don't think financial fair play or financial sustainability or whatever you want to call it should be precluding us from from making these Brilliant. signings unless i'm unless i'm missing something i'm sure people in the comments will let me know i think we should be okay well, I've also just stopped taking all that seriously, if I'm honest. Yeah. And uh, yeah. laugh at me when ultimately we get a ban and we can't sign anyone <laughs> and we're trusting the process with no incomings. But um, yeah, largely, I've just not. I just want to add something, guys. I've got to believe, and I've said this before, I've got to believe Arteta's plan for this. I've got to believe that they they had an idea that, you know, if they lose a player, they're short. They were short anyway. I remember um, yeah. the Arteta quotes going into deadline day. You know, we know we're short. We know that we need more, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, even even the athletics sort of just quite bluntly saying Arsenal wanted two players in January. They And it's and it's business that they wanted to do in the summer that has carried over into January. This isn't what we heard last year, which was they weren't expecting top four. So they're thinking of bringing some business forward. This is no, there's unfinished business. Um I've got, I've got to believe they've planned for this. Like, I can't imagine they've seen Smith Rowe just have his surgery and his injury issues. Really young players and Martinelli and Saka being dependent on massively. Jesus as the only kind of, let's say, trusted number nine. But again, I believe he does trust Eddie Nketiah. Yeah, and then when you kind of look back at it, you know, we kind of all lost our heads about the January stuff and Aubameyang leaving. We all said, well, you're leaving us with nothing. But the reality is that was... By our standards, in reality, we did still have Lacazette, Inquetia, Balogun. Oh no, Balogun went on loan. Martinelli could play up front. Like he could still point to three solutions. They just wouldn't have been ones that we were particularly happy with. This year, it, it is different. It's actually there's no one. Like it's Eddie and no one else. Because Martinelli's so key to what he does on the left now. Remember last season it was him and Smith Rowe alternating. You know now it's Eddie, Eddie, and no one else. Balogun's on loan. That's it. There's no last year. Sorry, carry on, carry on. By plans for this, what would you hope has been the plan? That they recognised they needed depth in the forward line and in midfield and that the return of Smith-Rowe, a new signing and a new, uh, sorry, new forward signing and new midfield signing would basically be like having four extra players in that Smith-Rowe can play in midfield and in the front line and then you add a forward, you add your new midfielder, Okay, Jesus is that. I, I mean, I I would imagine they'd have planned for, yeah, so, adding depth. So it seems like the plan or part of the plan maybe is Mudrick. The amount, you know, the amount of time he's mentioned us recently and the hints that he's been given. I, I want to stick on you, Jane, for a second. Mm. Do you think that plan should change, will change, considering if Mudrick was to come in, great piece of business. He looks like a great young player. Does it fix the issue that Jesus being injured for three, four months causes? Okay. It really depends how good he is. 
because Mbappe at 21, no one would have said, no, thanks you, but young, we, we've got enough young players, we, you know. So if if he's another generational talent, um, then, then yeah, you do it because that's clearly the guy we're linked with. That really seems to be the guy they want. Um, if it's, we quite like him, but actually we thought he'd be playing kind of more second field to Saka and Martinelli, giving them a chance to get a rest, whatever. And you had, I'm not saying Depay, but you had a Depay profile that you were also looking at heavily that you thought, ah, you know what, though? I think we just need to lean to experience and, and someone who can maybe play starting up front week in, week out in the Premier League. Then I think you probably lean towards that option. But I don't get the impression that's what it is in Mudrick. I think they, the way it's the way everything's just been fueled, I, I think they want this guy like badly. Um, and, if that, and if that is the case, then go do it. Because listen, youth hasn't stopped Arteta doing kind of ultimately what he wants to do with the players. Sure, you was about to say something earlier. It's still relevant to the conversation. Yeah, just, just, talk, just talking about what James was saying and how the plan and how Arsenal probably should have legislated for this. I mean, if we're looking at last January, the reason that we all sort of lost our shit was because we'd sought an opportunity to get top four. Now, and the reason why I think the board didn't really go hell for leather is because that season for them was, no, we're going to get top six. Next season will be top four. So that season has arrived. And at the start of the season, we would have been happy with top four, but now we think we can win the league. <laughs> so are they going to have the same attitude that they had last year and say, well, actually, top four was the aim? At which point, I think everyone in this pod would agree that we probably still have enough to get top four given the position that we're in in the league. But I don't think anyone's sitting here saying we're going to drop out of the top four because of one injury, are they? Everyone, everyone thinks we're probably going to, we're, we're, we're probably still shooting for top four based on where we are on the table. I, I don't think we, I don't think we're dropping out of the top four, but yeah. but I understand people who are far more fearful of that because because it's not as late in the season as people think it is. Yeah, we've yeah. Such well, we would usually start. be at this time of year. Yeah, it's not match day twenty four; it's fourteen. You know, yeah, and, yeah, and they just probably. think. I think that's what it is. If we cross the twenty game mark, I'd say. Okay, that's still only just over halfway, but you know we're still six games, which is eighteen points off that. It just feels a, it's a bit too soon for me to go. Everything is nailed. Um, if Jesus, if you asked me that question today and Jesus weren't injured, I'd be sitting here saying, "Yeah, the way we're playing, and is everyone else going to be consistent enough and all that?" But you know, Arsenal did lose a few players last year and and lost three games on the bounce. Um, and there's a lot of opportunities. And I'm not trying to you know, spread pessimism or anything. I just think we've got to be realistic. Nothing is signed and sealed, delivered yet. Um, I, I'm confident we'll get top four. But I do understand the fears. I do understand people going, ooh, you know. The World Cup's not over yet. <laughs> oh, thanks, Lee. Well, it's not only applicable to us. That's for other teams as well, right? Yeah. Every time they go out there, there's a, there's a chance, isn't there? There's a chance. Yeah. You know, so there's a worry, you know. So, um, at this moment in time, I would still back us for top four with Eddie up front. I I, I don't think that we can, with Eddie up front on his own, I don't think we can challenge for the FA Cup and uh, Europa League as well. So, we're going to have to forsake one of them or or both if if we're going to go for, for, for the top four. Um, that disappoints me because I want a trophy at the end of this season. Um, so it comes down to what happens in the transfer market. Look, we're all I'm, I'm all doom and gloom about it, but this could have happened in February. Then, then we're in trouble, like you know what I mean. Just, we didn't get nothing done, and Jesus gets injured and whatever. Like, hopefully, the club have learnt their lessons from last year, realizing that you know they left themselves short last season and the gamble don't work. Do you know why? Because it's never going to work with all the games that you got. We need 
we need to bring in at least three players now to strengthen the squad. I think James is dead right when he says Smith Rowe comes in. He's a four, he's a, he hasn't contributed at all this season, so he's like a new signing. A little bit like um, Saliba, like even though he was at our club, he's been a massive influence on 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 us now. So um, I, I think that we got to do that. I, I would be, you know, Madrid is someone I think is a gamble. I think maybe look at maybe someone like Zaha now that you could perhaps mm. be looking at that's Premiership proven. Someone like that go down that route. Uh, I, I still think um, strengthening midfield, I think that's a priority as well, forgetting about Jesus. So I think that we need to do that. Um, and, and I'm pretty sure that in America, the, the, the guys over there have, have, have spoke about what's going to happen. And, and mm. the thing that um, they know that we don't know is that they know how long Jesus is going to be out. They know. So um, are they going to go ahead and make a move for somebody or are they going to say that, it could be only four, five, six weeks, and they could turn around and go. Do you know what? Four or five, six weeks, we can we can deal with that. I think they would have um, said if it was four, five, or six weeks. I think they would have said because now yeah. they haven't said if they're going to dip into the market, everyone's going to be sat there saying, "Your strikers out for ages. How much you got?" That's yeah, the that's that, yeah. So they're playing the cards close to their chest. I get that. But with that comes a little bit of a, in doubt whether it is or not. Like you know, I I, I think that. Um, listen, the Modric one, for instance, like you know, what I mean, he play, they play in the uh, in the Ukraine. You know, what I mean, I'm not being horrible. They've got they've got to be desperate for some months, for some for some cash there, like you know, what I mean. So they're not going to be uh, holding the uh, us to ransom. You know, I think like a fair deal will be 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 enough to push that through. And I think that you know when you've got. Players that are out of contract at the end of the season, i.e. Zaha, i.e. Tillemans. Be, be um, what's the word like, you know what I mean? Realistic and, 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 and putting offers that are going to make them decide that they want to come. Turkish, I just wanted to ask you actually something. You know the whole January thing, right? And uh, we often allude to it as, well, we didn't do that deal because we got Jesus and... We didn't do the deal that we weren't 100% sure of, so we could do the deal that we were 100% sure of and it all worked out cool. Except the job, like, isn't or wasn't done in the summer, okay? So, it, the however you want to dress it, both in one window, one in one window, then the other in another, we still needed a lot of strikers, a lot of firepower. We needed a lot of investment in the forward line. Actually, an area of the pitch, Arteta hasn't invested in that much. Mm-hmm. He inherited Saka and Martinelli and Smith-Rowe and Nelson. And Saliba. Marquee... Uh-huh. And Saliba, sorry. But yeah. He's yeah, a yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Jesus is the only striker he's he's ever signed, I believe. Um, Willian on a free and Odegaard. They're the only players kind of in that final third, you, you, you talk about that he's actually signed. Okay, Vieira now. But so, you know, he's not really invested that heavily in that area of the pitch. And he, I, you just wonder, you know, you could have brought in a striker who is long-term your backup or, or, or is a forward who plays in multiple areas while still going for Jesus in the summer. Like, I think the point is that it's ultimately, it's the same problem resurfacing itself. And, and we've had this for a while, really. You know, this has been a good two year and a half, two years maybe. Yeah, and and you know me. If there's ever an opportunity to tear down the Cronkades, I'm gonna I'm gonna take it. Um, and and this ain't even me making an excuse for them. But 
the reality is if if we are going by FFP or financial whatever Sharoy said earlier that is called now um considering where we've been the last three years the lack of money coming in for the players going out and the money we've spent on players coming in over the last two summer transfer windows realistically I can't turn around and have expected more from the current situation now something that I will say about them is Manchester City's owners managed to manipulate the market they do things to get extra money in and they get away with it. It's well documented. You know, there's, there's some of their sponsors are a P.O. box type of company that don't have a particular owner and so on. Now, you, on one hand, you can complain. And I understand that. On another hand, you can take initiative and, and learn off them and do what they're doing. So as much as, you know, the club seems to still be running in the right way, spending what we can and what we make and so on and keeping within our limits, I honestly think that more could have been done to, to unleash some more funds over the last two years. But it is what it is. COVID, yeah. we spent money and so on. Now, I'm looking at it and the only way I can justify them leaving us short in that department is if they're going to go big in that department somewhere down the line. Now, in January, there's two strikers that I believe could be available if we do some shrewd business. And they're two... Because, sh- listen, Mudrick, I want him. Great talent. Tillemans, five months left. If we can get a good deal, I'll take him. Good squad depth rotation option. Zaha, five months left. I'd prefer Mudrik, but okay. Okay, more depth. Cool. But then none of them are strikers. I look at them and see more creativity than I do goal scoring and being the final man in the final phase of play. I'm looking at Felix at Atletico Madrid and I'm looking at Vlahovic at Juventus and Juventus's current situation. And I'm saying in January this club could potentially take one of those without spending a penny and promising money later down the line. Tottenham bought in Kudosevsky without spending much on him because the fee comes, I think I think next summer is when the fee comes into play. A year and a half loan, I think, yeah. A year and a half loan with an obligation to buy. I believe it's an obligation, not so much an option. That's something we need to start doing as well. And I think Atletico are willing to hear a conversation about Felix. And I'm sure Juventus, if the rumours are to be believed, would be willing to talk about Vlahovic. Now, if this club is on the right path, if we are, you know, if the process is going bang and Edu, Arteta, both mentioned title challenges this season, Zinchenko, Martinelli have both mentioned to raise the standards this season, then that comes through the club as well. And they need to act in January. And there is attainable targets in January, in my opinion. And one thing I can't forgive them for is the lack of effort and trying over the years. So it's about time they change their ways and actually try and be shrewd in the window. Because at the end of the day, Kulisevsky came in to Tottenham for nothing last January and he got them the bag. And by the bag, I mean, he got them Champions League football. Tottenham are not a successful football inside. They're not used to trophies. I'm not saying we have been over the last 15 years. Because, yeah, we've won a few FA Cups in between. But it's, it's nothing compared to the years prior to that. But look at where we are in the league. Last year, when we went for Vlahovic, it was easy for him. Well, I say when we went, if we went for Vlahovic, if that is true, it was easy for him to look at us and dismiss that option. As much as people were aggravated by Juventus and what... Listen, Arsenal were in a in a messy place, even last season. If Felix hears from his agent now, or Vlahovic hears, listen, Arsenal are interested. 
and they look online or they look on their phone, they're top of the league. Or, or, or they're second, a couple points off top of the league. It's a far greater look outside in than it ever has been in the last 10 years. So let's use that now. It's not... I, I, I never really thought we could win the league this year with what we had because of a, a situation like this. But let's use the 14 games that we've, that we've played and how well we've played and where we've put ourselves as as clout in a sense well liverpool liverpool hadn't won anything when fabinho van dijk allison signed and they were looked at by all big clubs in europe fabinho was chased by united for sure probably city i think i can't remember van dijk we know was close to city um and they did it and they did it because those players you know, players are smarter than people give them credit for. They see what's going on. They talk. They know what's going on. They know it's a good environment to play in, develop in. You know, which clubs are going in what directions. You heard Raheem Sterling, you know, a year and a half ago, two years ago, talking about the direction Arsenal were going in and, and stuff like that. And, you know, I, I, I think... I think you are... I think you're right, Turkish. I think this is such a good opportunity to say, do you want to be part of really... like being? Do you want to be the catalyst? She'll be the one that just takes it up another level. And, and and you wonder whether in negotiation, the Jesus injury does a favour to those who are, you know, not sure if they're going to be starting or what part am I going to play? Yeah, but, you know, how am I getting into that front three? Maybe there's a little bit more of a, well, you've got two, three months to to lead it. You know, I, I don't know. I mean, you've got to turn these negatives into positives somehow. And I think you're right. I think there's an opportunity there and they need to try and try and grab it. Grab it with both hands. I mean, like I said, we haven't been in this good a position going into a January window for a hell of a long time. A hell of a long time. And it's a different look being in January 1st, 2nd to come May, finishing potentially 3rd after such a great start to the season. The outlook is a bit different. Oh, they fell off again. Oh, same old Arsenal in a sense. Oh, they wasn't quite ready. Now is the time to really try and, you know, get something done. La Liga teams are in trouble. Atletico, if if they're willing, talk. Juventus in trouble if they're willing, talk. Let's start doing these shrewd moves that other clubs have, have done over the years and and improve our side. Um, Sheroy, I haven't heard from you in a little while, but Felix Vlahovic, do you think they are legitimate? Am I dreaming? Because they are high-profile players. Vlahovic, I think, will be difficult just because... You know, Granit Xhaka grabbed his crotch at the entire Serbian bench and it all went off. I mean, that, that yeah, hate yeah, was deep. Yeah. I don't think... I don't know about Vlaovic or Mitrovic or, or any of those. I forgot about that, actually. I forgot about that. As soon as, soon as I saw that, and I, I, I mean, I, I, I know the history behind the countries and, and, and how, how deep that can get. Yeah. Um, I, I, just, I just don't think after that Vlaovic will come, if I'm being honest, because of how senior uh, Jacques is in our hierarchy. Jacques Felix, on the other hand, the, the, noises, the noises that everyone seems to be hearing about and reading about are that he, he actually wants a move too and that Atletico would be willing to listen. But... Again, using what James was talking about with with the Liverpool analogy and about you know Addison and um, and Van Dijk or whatever, the, those transfers were big, big money transfers. Yeah, I'm were. talking smashing Arsenal's record fees if you're talking about bringing someone like Jao Felix in and do and doing that in January. On one hand, there'll be a lot of people saying, "Yeah, Arsenal aren't going to do that. Arsenal going to do that in January." But Turkish, I'm with you, man. I mean, there has to come a point where Arsenal will do that if 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 we are actually going to kick on. We're talking about clubs spending that kind of money, you know, the best part of half a decade ago now, and the mar- and the market's changed. If if we're if we're going to kick on, that has that the time has to be now. And I think selling the project, look, bro, we got Gabriel Jesus without Champions League football. 
That's not an easy signing to pull off. That was selling a project, saying you're going to be the main man. We did the same with Zinchenko. Hopefully we can do the same with players like Saliba and so forth and lock them in. We're, we're doing that now. It's just about, can we do it one or two more times? And then we have a slightly more complete squad. Yeah, I mean, you are right. Uh, you know, the the the, the issues between um, Xhaka and, and and not just Vlahovic, but the Serbian team, it runs deep and it's, it's part of history and, and you know, um, I doubt after incidents like that, it would it would make for a peaceful squad harmony if if he was to come in. But but if I look at Felix, yeah, he signed for a hundred million. I think I mentioned this to James before. That doesn't mean he's worth one hundred and forty in his next move. He was much more highly sought after going into Atletico than, in my opinion, he is coming out of Atletico. And I just can't get my head around. I I honestly think if we went to Atletico and said. Here's 20 million in January, and we'll give you another 55 million in the summer or in the summer of 2024. I don't think they'd turn that away, if I'm honest with you, because listen, the, the clubs with money are the clubs in England in this day and age. So, how many English clubs would be after him? Maybe you might argue Man United now, they have a problem up front, not so much City, definitely not Liverpool, considering how much they spent on Nunes. Chelsea, well, they they buy every Tom Dick and Harry, so maybe their their club would be interested. Tottenham must be having a laugh. Lee, you've been quiet, man, and I know how you're feeling. Well, yeah, I feel feeling. I'm, I'm listening to it with intrigue, like really, like you know. Um, I think like maybe uh, Tammy Abrams at um, Roma could be oh. something that they could look at doing, like you know, someone like that. Um, I think what they've got to do. I, I honestly think. I honestly think. They had no intentions of buying a striker. No intentions. It may be like next season they might have done like so. They might have to bring it forward, whoever it'll be. But you know, um, it's going to take a little bit of money now, like you know, and um, that's how, how I feel. I I I just think that um, it's a big kick in the teeth for us all, like you know, what's happened over this last few days. We just got to just see what happens in in January. I think you know uh, if. If we sign a midfield player and nothing else, I think we'd have gone. Yeah, okay, that's all right, like you know. But now we know that they've got to sign somebody in that in that front running. Because I, you know, it's all right saying Jesus, I'll come back after uh, two months and all that, like. But you know, I know it's different with me. I've just come. I'm, I'm, I'm just coming back from a knee injury. It's in your head as well, you know. Yeah. You know, like you know, you got the operation. It might. Yeah, you know, it might take him another month after that to hit, hit the ground running again. Like, you know, uh, he's not going to come back and be the Jesus he was straight away. I don't think so. So I think that we've got to be, you know, and you don't want to be rushing knee injuries. You know, no. you've got to take your time with them and all that rehab stuff. I look, listen, I know they're professionals and they will do it and all that. But it's not just all right. Yeah, he'll be back in two months and he'll be firing like he was. So I'm, 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 I'm worried about that. So it may be that we need to get somebody in. That's a great point that if you're looking, I don't know who we're looking at, but someone's thinking, well, I'm a little bit hesitant. I'm not going to get to, and what game time I'm going to get. You're going to get game time now, whoever comes into that front. Even like if, if it's a Mudrich or a Saha, they're going to come in and get game time, you know, and I think that that's, that's vital, like, you know, so. Oh, listen, it's not all doom and gloom, you know what I mean? Like, Eddie's got a chance now also to really nail it in, like, you know, we're all saying he's some of that, you know, he, you know, and I'm, I'm, look, listen, I'm not saying he's celebrating um, 
Jesus uh, being injured, but I'm pretty sure he's in Dubai going, right, this is my chance now. This is my turn to, to really do it, like, you know. And, you know, I, I see someone the other day saying, we didn't give him the number 14 shirt and a £100,000 a week contract to just be sitting on the bench. You know, there were times when they thought, right, this is where you've got to step up and all that, like... Chelsea away last season, you know, he did. So, I think it's important that he's got all those players around him now. And listen, this this is a big, big month, two-month for Eddie now as well, because he's going to have all the players around him. There's no more excuses for him now, like, you know what I mean? He, he has got to come in and deliver. And, you know, he could actually be the difference between us getting to where we want to go and not being. And, and it's, you know... Listen, when you sign big contracts and you take the number 14, you have to have that bit of pressure on your back as well, like, you know. So I, I feel it'd be all right in that, like, you know. Um, but we need to get in someone, like a wide player. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm confident. I don't know about you, God, but I'm always a little bit confident with Edu and, and Arteta and the ball now. Mm. I, I, I've got, a, you know, they've, they've not let me down over the last couple of seasons, I don't think, like, you know. Yeah. When I was yeah, talking... No and I was just saying when I was talking to Edu in 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 the summer, like you know, when we was having the chats, um, you know, uh, he, he he was saying that, you know, be surprised this season, you know, we're going to be a really good team, and he he was tr- he he's been true to his word, so I think that they will be this time as well. It went from be excited to be surprised. <laughs> That's exactly what I thought. <laughs> be surprised. We're actually. We're actually going to be quite good. <laughs> yeah, well, let's, let's be honest. Did you think Arsenal were going to be as good as they were? Absolutely not. No, well, listen, we was in America and we seen we was excited, weren't we? I thought let's we'd be, be good. I thought we'd be a good side. I we thought we, we yeah, we did. We all sat there afterwards and said, I know it's only friendly. We destroyed Chelsea and we said, we know it's only friendly, but look what's that. Look where Chelsea have gone and where we've gone. We was pleasantly surprised in America how, how, how good Arsenal were. I didn't think they'd be this good, but but I I did think that we were I, I we was going to surprise a few people along the way, which we have done, you know. So, you know, we we have been the best team in the league so far this season. I don't care what anybody says, you know. So, and I, I agree with Sheroy that one 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 player doesn't make a team, you know. It helps we've got to you know uh, we've got to override it. And, and listen, by the time. By the time December comes, I probably won't be so raw as I am at this moment in time. Like you know, when I heard the news of three months, I couldn't get to sleep that night. You know, what I mean, I, I I was fuming. Like you know, so give me a couple of weeks and it'll probably die down. You know, and then when we beat West Ham five 0 I'll be even more happier. There are some wonderful narratives here. You know, Eddie stepping up to it, wearing the fourteen, Cronky, the redemption arc, delivering in the window. You know, come on. It's the stuff of dreams, guys. <laughs> hey, mate, I don't know, it's stuff of dreams. It's going to be one of them. It's going to be... I hope so. 30 league goals for Eddie or £100 million, you know, cash drop in January. I'm going to remind you of that come May. James. <laughs> yeah. So, come. James, how do you... We finished fifth back-to-back years. <laughs> <laughs> how do you reflect on the season? <laughs> Pretty good. Not, not the stuff of dreams to say the least. But listen, we are 55 minutes in time has actually flown because it's the first time I checked the clock and it's nearly an hour. And we haven't we haven't discussed Leon upcoming friendly. There's not much to discuss. We've already mentioned it'd be good to see Emil Smith Rowe in there if he is readily available. Other than that, 
We'll review the game afterwards. We are doing a yeah. watch along here on AFTV, so make sure you guys check that out this Thursday. Um, and a special watch along, a different sort of watch along. Um, James has been the mastermind behind a new approach to our watch alongs, and hopefully, you guys and girls out there enjoy it. Let us know. What's the that then? Is it a surprise? No, nah, just more it's seamless. All, You'll all... see on the day. It's hard to explain. It's all virtual reality, Lee. It's like we're in the stands. The ball, it looks you think it might hit you in the face. It's incredible. You wouldn't believe what we got. What's he doing? <laughs> yeah, he's wrong. <laughs> I could see him reaching. Honestly, it's like you're there. My God. My God. No, it should be interesting. It should, I, I think it'll work well if I'm honest with you. Um, but we'll see. We'll see. World Cup. Just to round up the last 16, Netherlands beat USA 3-1. Argentina beat Australia 2-1. Croatia beat Japan on penalties after a 1-1 draw. Brazil 4, South Korea 1. England disposed of Senegal 3-0 with Starboy Saka getting another goal. That's three goals for him this World Cup. France 3, Poland 1. Mbappe, star of the show. Morocco got through after a 0-0 draw on penalties. Massive, massive moment for them. Massive moment for the country, for the Moroccan people too. Um, and Africa in general, in my opinion. Portugal 6, Switzerland 1, rounded off the last 16. The quarterfinals are on the horizon. Netherlands, Argentina, who's going through, Shuray? I'd have, I'd have to back Argentina in this one. I've spoken to a few people who are giving Netherlands, um, putting Netherlands down as their favourites, but I really do think that this is this is the year that, that Messi takes this team into, into the real latter stages of this tournament. Lee, love I'm going to ask you the same thing. I'm not going to ask you what you think about the World Cup because I know already, but yeah. Netherlands, <laughs> Argentina. I, 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 I think that Argentina get their revenge from 98. Yeah. James? Argentina. Yeah, full Messi's house. turned up. Full house it's again. The stuff of dreams. Add that to the Eddie and Cronky narrative. This is just a perfect <laughs> year. Don't put Messi with... Do Listen, don't we not even start. Don't we not even start. <laughs> <laughs> if Messi's family watched this show, they won't be watching it after what you just said there. That's for sure. Croatia versus oh, Brazil. I lost the Messi family. Say, we were oh. on the right path, mate. Right, Croatia, Brazil. Is it Brazil or Rant here? I'm not going to go Rant. Correct. Yeah. yeah. Brazil or Rant. England, France. This is one that is up in the air. Shiroi, who are you going for? One England. Sadly, think France. Um, Mbappe is too hot. That team's too hot. I just can't. I just can't see England not being able to concede like three. Yeah, Lee. Yeah, same. I think that we give them a good go, but whoever wins this goes to the final. But I think that uh, France have just got too much for us. James, and who do you want to win, Lee? Um, a draw. <laughs> <laughs> points. I got a French. I got a French granddad, but like, no, no, I. I uh, my, you want I'm, England to win? You with, my to play. Arsenal, with my Arsenal hat on, I want I want France to win because you know, like Saliba's got more ch less chance of getting injured. But mm -hmm. you know, patriotic and everything there, I, 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 I suppose I want England to win. Game. I suppose by <laughs> <laughs> default. Yeah, I'll take him. Uh, France, I think we'll nick it. Full house again. I'm going France. Last but not least. Morocco versus Portugal, Shiroi. This is this is where the fairy tale ends. I mean, I'd love I'd love nothing more than Morocco to go through, but I'm going Portugal for this one, especially after that bringing on Liao off the bench to score a goal like that. I mean, yeah. disgusting talent they've got just sitting on the bench. Incredible. Yeah. 
I, I think they're going to be. I think they're the, the dark horses for this now. I really do. I think that they're, they're, they're set up to win it. Got a very, very good chance of winning it. I think that they're um, they're also, um, you know, like uh, how can I say, like you know, for, for the France. I, I think France, Portugal, if or France, England, it could be a difficult one. But um, I'm, I'm Portugal. I think. So if everything goes well, I'm not even going to ask James because I'm assuming Portugal, I'm Portugal as well. Full house all around, James? Yep, nodding. So I can't believe how disrespected Ronaldo that was, though. Not oh, not starting on the bench. <laughs> Outrageous. No, I said that. I think that was playing today. I think, like, you know, um, I think they thought it was going to be a lot tighter than that and, and they were trying to get him. It's more important that Ronaldo's playing at the end of the game than at the beginning of the game. No, they dropped him because he's not playing well. The guy came in and scored a hat trick. Yeah, I know, but I still like to, you know, like going to penalties or get last like half hour when everybody's tired. They're probably better playing Ronaldo then because he's thirty-seven years of age. He's playing against fresh players, playing when it when when everybody's a little bit tired. And I think you get the best out of him. So, we well, all know, agree with that, except for one person. Him. Well, yeah, I don't think <laughs> yeah, he's happy about it, but that, 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 he's 37 years of age. He's, he's, he's bloody doing well to be in the bloody tournament, like, you know what I mean? And people okay. go, oh, about Messi and all that. Like, Messi's two years younger, like, you know what I mean? 35, 37, there's a difference. Imagine a Portugal-Argentina final and Ronaldo starts on the bench. She will be... Ooh, he ooh. would be fuming, but... We'll see. Judging by our predictions, it's looking like a Portugal-France semi-final and a Brazil-Argentina semi-final. We'll, we'll discuss it once the, the, the quarterfinals are over. We'll be back after the Leon fixture as well. Sheroy, thank you for filling in as always, my guy. I'm sure it won't be the last time this season. Oh, no, certainly hope not, man. But please do not forget about the comments of the week. Are we getting to those? Listen, this oh. is why you're here. Jordan would Come never on, remind man. me, man. Jordan would never remind because no, I'm, I'm a fan of the show. I wait for them. That's why I'm waiting <laughs> for yours now. Ah, let's yeah, start. Yeah. Right, let me start this one because I haven't started one yet. Have you, have you? Did you pick out a comment of the week, Sheree, or no? Oh, don't be silly. I come prepared when you ask me oh, to. Oh, shit. Show, right, say no more. All right. The one I picked out is from Daniel. And he said, I don't know which one is worse. The Aaron Ramsey gold death curse or the Jordan prediction kiss of death. <laughs> it's, it's a tough one. It's a tough one, Daniel, but yeah, that's the one I picked that. Mine's on that topic. Hearing this after USA lost in the round of 16, why did Jordan have to predict the US to go through? I mean, it's the same. <laughs> He's just, I, you know what, Lee, the, the, the moment of the season so far was realising why Uruguay were doing so badly. <laughs> you know, well, dark no, horses. The, I think they could go far, you know. I, I will <laughs> say, that, you know, when he chooses things, Right, you know, then that's that's when you've got to worry. But he was given, you know, through pot luck, France and England, like you know what I mean. And both of his teams are still in there, like you know what I mean. If he'd have had to choose, he would be. He'd have, both teams would be out now. Uruguay and Germany would have probably chose. You know what I mean. Like, <laughs> so there you go, like you know what I mean. So go my, on, my comment of the week, Gareth Payne. I agree with Lee. Real boobs like a FA Cup third round clash against a lower team. The inconsistent bound call, bounce causes surprises. Great show, guys. <laughs> missing missing the Arsenal, but keep it keeping me going. Oh, what a comment! What a comment! <laughs> Hashtag be surprised. That's, that's, that's the new forever Arsenal slogan. Be surprised. Say, be surprised. <laughs> you never know what's coming. Go on, Sheree, as the guest round us off on this one. 
you know what, staying on a similar theme to Lee's one, this is just a comment that I never thought I'd have to read on any AFTV podcast. It's from user ZL7MS7JZ4N, and it literally just says, Amen to the real titty dem. And I thought that was profound. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, good night. <laughs> good night indeed. And love for the love, people. Hit the like button on your way out. If you, well, I would say if you enjoyed the show, but the majority has been about the Gabriel Jesus bad injury news. But listen, it's ended with all smiles, people. As always, we enjoy the show. I hope you guys are still enjoying the show. We'll be back after the Leon game and after the quarterfinals are complete. So sometime this weekend, I'm thinking probably Sunday, you'll see the next Forever Arsenal podcast. Jordan should be back for that. If he's not, then I'm sure Shirai will be ready to step in. Shirai, love for the love, my guy. Lee, James, love as always. People, hit the like button, show the love out there and leave us your comments as usual. Please keep them respectful. Please keep them as clean as you can. And you're in with a chance of getting it read out next week or next show, which is later on this week. But yeah, I forget we do two a week, people. Listen, I'm tired. It's been a long day. Watch alongs, lives, FIFA. Made a shit of that, didn't you? <laughs> Sorry like that, mate. Lucky, lucky I'm not wanging off, but here we are. Here we are. Love for the love, people. Thank you. And good. Sports Social Podcast Network.